Welcome back to the Christmas show of Practicing Catholic. Patrick Conley, so glad to be with you again, along with Cami Berthume, our producer, Paul Sadek, our technical producer, coming to you through the relevant radio 1330 AM studios in Golden Valley. Well, this next segment has become a favorite of the Practicing Catholic team, and hopefully of yours too, our annual Christmas music review. Nick Chalmers, director of choirs at Chesterton Academy and director of music at Annunciation Parish in Minneapolis, alongside his leading role in the Mirandola Ensemble, is back for his second year in the Christmas music hot seat. Nick, it's good to be with you again. Welcome back. Hi, Patrick. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Always good to have you on the show. We've chatted about all types of music uh, during your appearances on the show, but today's music, of course, is all about Christmas music. So just, Nick, tell us, what type of music do you typically listen to during Advent, if you listen to Christmas music during Advent, to help set the tone for Christmas? Yeah, well, I do I do try to listen to at least some Advent music during Advent, but Good. Know, invariably sort of uh, bleeds over into Christmas music as well. I, you know, I have sort of go-to ensembles. So um, the King Singers or the Cambridge Singers, groups from across the pond, mm-hmm. and then also local groups um, that I got to know well during my formative listening years, groups like Contus or the Rose Ensemble that have put out just great content over the years. And then I have go-to larger works, like I think a lot of classical listeners do, you know, Handel's Messiah, Bach's Christmas Oratorio, mm-hmm. the Charpentier Midnight Mass, and then a new one for me this year. I'd sung parts of it before, but never listened to it in its entirety is the Heinrich Schutz Christmas Oratorio. So if you are a, oh. a Baroque music lover, kind of early Baroque, before the high Baroque, it's just an absolutely wonderful piece. So larger works like that. And then, you know, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old in the house, <laughs> and uh, so there's also plenty of Jingle Bells and Here Comes Santa Claus um, <laughs> this time of year as well. And I'm happy to report that I've memorized the uh, entirety of the Polar Express soundtrack as well. So <laughs> my advents are, are more and more eclectic these days. I would imagine so. And I'm I'm kind of surprised that at least your six year old isn't uh, isn't uh, you know talking Christmas oratorios as well. <laughs> yeah, like, for a long time, he would hear classical music, and he would say, even the most joyful pieces, say, why does it sound so sad, Dad? <laughs> and so, we have well, to loved that out of him. Yeah, he would have loved, uh, in the first segment of the show today, Nick, you wouldn't have heard, but um, I was going through one of my favorite Christmas memories, and I, I, well, I think it is my favorite Christmas memory, at the Cathedral of St. Paul, I did I did uh, give you a shout out, you had sung the Roman Martyrology at the beginning of the of the Mass, this I is this, yeah. yeah. This is my first um, time as as a uh, as a Catholic um, at at midnight mass, and then um, when I I got hit, I was standing. I don't need to go into all the details, but I was standing next to the choir in the sanctuary by happenstance when um, you sang uh, Lordson's O Monium Mysterium, and it. I was standing there actually holding the Eucharist in my hands, and it was unbelievable. But. Um, so that's been a favorite a uh, piece of mine too around this time of the year, and so I just thought I'd I'd let you know that I gave you a shout out there early in the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's move on to you've brought some music with you. Um, before we listen to the first music choice that you uh, that you brought to us, can you share a bit about what it is and why you've chosen it? Is the first one you're playing "Bring a Torch"? Sure. 
<laughs> Bring a Torch, Jeanette Isabella. Good. There are two, so I want to make sure I got the order right here. Um, so this is a Bring a Torch, Jeanette Isabella is a French carol. Um, it was written in the uh, Provence region of France at uh, approximately the end of the 17th century, and then it was subsequently published into English uh, about 25 years later. Um, this carol is its very much a dance, so it's written in 3-8 time. It sounds much like the courtly, uh, aristocratic music of that time in France, and it was conceived as dance music for the French nobility. And In fact, the, the tune was later used by Marc-Antoine Charpentier, who was one of the greatest composers of the high French Baroque period, and he used this tune, believe it or not, as a drinking song. But that's not what the text of this particular carol is about. Um, what interests me most about this is the the marrying of that sort of high society, aristocratic musical backdrop with a Christmas text that is about two commoners, uh, hmm. farmers, in fact, who discover the Christ child with Mary in a humble stable. And they, they rush back to tell the villagers about this great news that they've seen. Uh, and so the, the first stanza of text is, Bring a torch, Jeanette, Isabella. Bring a torch to the stable call. Christ is born. Tell, tell the folk of the village. Jesus is born and Mary's calling. Ah, ah, beautiful is the mother. Ah, beautiful is her son. Mm. Very good. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's give it a listen, Paul. No, Nick, that didn't that didn't sound sad at all to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a great variety of classical music. We need to teach our youth that. 
Yes. One of us should be a music teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I know who my vote would be for. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Well, um, I'm gr- grateful that you're educating us as well. We're speaking with Nick Chalmers about uh, Christmas music specifically and how to enter more deeply into the season through music. And we just listened to a great arrangement of Bring a Torch, Jeanette Isabella. Um, and wonderful arrangement. I love the uh, I love the lilt and I can... I have to say, I can see how it it might have been a drinking song at at some point. I get it. Yes, uh, it's got a yeah, good great, flow great to diversity it. with with music like that. I mean, you can yeah. hear the dance in it. You can hear the yeah the sort of the festivity and the partying in it as yep. well. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, not not uh, not not small at all or not uh, sad at all. Right. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next piece, Nick. What's the next piece you've brought for us? So this is a piece. The hymn tune is called Sherburn. And it was uh, written by Daniel Reed, uh, who was born in 1783 in Massachusetts, and in fact was one of the first known American composers, and only the third composer to put out a collection of his own music in the United States. So one of the sort of founding fathers musically um, in our country. Um, <clears throat> Sherburn is part of the what's called the Sacred Harp Tradition, uh, which is a collection of tunes written in uh, shape note style. So if you think of old tent revival music or civil war era music. That's what this is. Mm. And so you'll hear that it's, it's sung with a very bright, rustic, almost twangy, uh, for lack of a better term, a vocal approach uh, by, by singers that are seemingly untrained. And the idea is that you'd get together with your family or your friends and what was called a community sing. These weren't concerts. There was nothing formal about them. You just got together to sing and we still have shape notes, things like this in the Twin Cities, by the way. And mm. somebody would call out a tune and start to conduct. And the conducting would be the waving of their hand in an axe like up and down chopping motion. So nothing nuanced or overly subtle. And people would just start to sort of holler. And uh, <laughs> this particular recording is by trained singers. But uh, the singers in this recording nevertheless attempt to emulate this kind of more uh, rustic vocal approach. Um, All right. The text here basically depicts the angel of the Lord coming down to the shepherds in the fields and proclaiming the good news of Christ's birth. So a very familiar story, one you might hear in something like Handel's Messiah, but but sung very, very differently here. Oh, I can't wait. What a great setup. All right, let's listen to this one. Paul, please. Oh, oh, oh. 
Wow, again, not sad at all. What a wonderful piece. That's amazing, Nick. Oh, I love yeah, I it. Have to, I have to say, I need to give a shout-out. That was performances by the Rose Ensemble, who's a local ensemble that I actually yeah. sang with for many years. And um, I like I like listening to that. I'm not on that particular recording, but I can pick out virtually all the individual voices, and they, nice. they don't always sound like that. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'll bet not. I'll bet not. Well, Nick, we're down to our last few seconds here, but uh, I did want to give you an opportunity to tell people how to connect with you through the Mirandola Ensemble. Yeah, so the Mirandola Ensemble is an early music group that I direct. Um, we are local to the Twin Cities, and uh, they can find information about us at the org. We have lots of concerts coming up here in the new year, so um, music of all sorts. Uh, wonderful. Nick, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for bringing this music with us and some ideas for how to enter more deeply into the season. God bless you and Merry Christmas to you, Nick. Thanks, Patrick. My best to you, too. Again, that's org, or find them on Facebook for some more beautiful music. After this, Paul, Cammie, and I will be back with some spiritually enriching events happening in the new year. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.